on the back. Uh, the, but honestly, because you said, hey, we need more time down there, I sometimes I will actually make it longer when it could have been shorter knowing that they kind of need more time down there so I'm going to push this a little bit I don't know if that's actually helpful or not no I've noticed that we've actually had more time recently downstairs don't get too excited because there might be some <laughs> weeks it's like sorry this is this is much material that I could create that's okay that's okay I now that I'm doing a lot of the teaching um because we don't have that many deeper Bible teachers yet they're still getting comfortable with it yeah. um I'm able to cut it off Oh, okay. Pretty soon. Cool. Make more time for small groups. Good. Sounds like you have learned not to talk too much, though. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> we'll see. Are we good? Are we, like, rolling right yeah, now? Yeah, we're, we're, we're good on both ends. Okay. Let me compose myself. <laughs> you sure you don't want to go check your hair? <laughs> <laughs> I know what it looks like. It's not impressive. <laughs> Well, thanks for joining the next episode of our podcast. This is the Life's Better podcast, which is all about pointing to the fact that life is so much better with God, community, and purpose. My name is Jonathan Gleason, joined, as always, by my co-host, Josh Doolin. Hey. But today we want to introduce you to a special guest. This is Joanna T-Day, and you're not new to the show. You were here yeah. on our second episode, That's very first, first guest. Yeah, first recurring guest, actually. Wow. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's not some sort of Hall of Fame anywhere, <laughs> so if that actually makes you feel good, great, but you're not going to get a plaque for it. Yeah. <laughs> that happens on the fifth one, right? <laughs> yes. Punch card. <laughs> yes, there we go. You can get a free frozen yogurt <laughs> at that point. <laughs> So we're glad to have you on the show. We've been excited to have you on. Uh, in fact, we even talked about having you on earlier. But today is fun because we're going to be talking about love and specifically how we can express love really well to others mm-hmm. and receive well uh, uh, love from others. Um, Gary Chapman wrote a book years ago, became a bestseller. It was called The Five Love Languages. Some of you have read it. Some of you have heard about it. Mm. Today we are discussing it. If you have not been with us uh, for our last podcast, you missed the first two. We're going to be covering the last three of the five love languages. But even if you haven't gotten those, we'll at least tell you about them in just a moment. But before we do... We're going to play a game. Hooray. Because that's what we do on the show. And it's not the five-second rule. (laughs) Yes, yes. This one is actually one of my favorite games. It's a go-to whenever we're driving in the car and we need to kill some time. It's called Would You Rather. I think most people know how to play it. Love it. We're going to do it a little differently, though. Um, I'm going to throw out a question, and instead of you guys just shouting out your answer, we're going to try to guess what our answers are. Mm. All right? And on top of that, this is Would You Rather Love Edition, specifically Love Language Edition. So here's the first question. Do not give me your answer quite yet. Okay. Would you rather have someone help you complete a particularly hard task you've been wanting to accomplish or go on an all-day trip with a friend? Okay. Lock in your answers, but don't say them out loud. Joanna, you and I will first answer for Josh, and then Josh and I will answer for Joanna, and then you guys got me. Josh, I'm going to say hang out with a friend. Again, don't answer until Joanna has shared, but that's my guess. That's my guess, too. Okay. What is it? It is actually the hard task one. Is that right? I think that that's changed the older I've gotten. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, I love all-day trips and stuff, but the more that I have responsibilities (laughs) that build up and up and up, and and, uh, I don't have the time that I'd want to. I feel like an all-day thing, like I was trying to think through this week, if a friend was like, all right, all day Saturday, we're going to go do this thing. 
or if they were like, hey, I'm going to help you accomplish this thing that's been on your list for a while. The all-day thing would be great, but when I got home, I'd be like, I have to do stuff. I have to finish yeah. these things. Whereas the, the benefit of a person helping me accomplish something difficult would be great. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. All right. Now we're going to answer for Joanna. Hopefully I didn't sway both of you to the other side. I, I am actually going to go with the helping accomplish a task. I would, I would say the same thing, yes. You'd both be right, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think kind of like Josh, uh, there's there's this um, this tension of like, okay, I'm away all day and mm-hmm. I'm not getting things done. But also, like, getting to work with somebody is really fun. Hmm. To me, that's good quality time. Like, yeah. working together with shared purpose, it's a lot of fun, you know, just accomplishing things together. Yeah. All right, what do you guys think for me? It's got to be the first one, right? That's like, what I, like, I know that you love doing outings with your family, but I... Th- think that in your mind getting a really important task done with somebody would be way more loving. Is that what you're thinking as well? I think so too. Okay, so I, I kind of tweak this a little bit. If you were <laughs> saying going on a trip with your wife and children, that would be number one on the list. Mm. If it was just like a friend, you're absolutely right. I'd rather get the task <laughs> accomplished. Not because I don't love my friends, but I, I, I feel you guys. I feel like you cheated pressure. on that one. I did. Yeah. Uh, you both get a point. <laughs> okay, uh, next question. When you are feeling low, would you rather receive a reassuring hug from a friend or a small gift from a friend explaining they are thinking about you? We're going to start mm. with Josh again. Lock in your answers. You already have your answer. Mm-hmm. I think, Josh, I know your answer. You want the gift, but don't say it. I think so, too, because I think I remember him saying that he's a a gift giver and stuff. Yeah. Is that right? You guys are spot on. That's my top love language. There we go. There we go. All right. So for Joanna, hmm, I'm still going to go with the gift, I think. Mm. I I would agree. I think that that would mean more to you. I don't know. Mm. You'd both be wrong. Oh, oh yeah. man, I was so thinking about going the other direction. Mm-hmm. Gift giving is my least okay. Uh, okay. love language. I actually really like. I really don't like getting gifts. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just Sorry, I don't know. Josh. I never know how to react. So I'll take more gifts if you guys want to give <laughs> gifts. To the... If you have some <laughs> gifts for Joanna this week, just give those to Josh. No. Oh, okay. At okay. least you guys are both right and wrong together. <laughs> it's true. It's true. All right. What do you guys think for me? I would say the, I'm going to guess big hug. I, I would, that's tough. I don't know. I think that that's true for you as well. The hug. The hug? Yeah. Incorrect. I think really? I'd rather, really? it, you know, I, maybe if it was my wife, but if it's just like some like, let me give it, it was like, really? <laughs> so it changes right. based on who it is again. Definitely. Maybe, yeah. I, maybe, maybe. Yeah. I, but I'd probably, if, if someone gave me a gift and it was just like, oh, wow, that's oh. pretty cool. So, I is physical touch lower than gift giving for you? Depends who we're talking again, about. Again, depends, yeah. depends who we're talking about. I, I bet if it was a really great gift, though, it would mm. almost always be. Like, See, again, I was going off of a past conversation because I think that I remember you saying that gift giving wasn't your love language, so I was just trying I know, to use my insight. I know. I tricked, I tricked you. <laughs> Last one, guys. Would you rather have someone tell you in a really non-creepy way, honestly, just genuinely <laughs> non-creepy way, how attractive or handsome you are, or get a surprise gift in the mail. It's for me first. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Josh wants to know he's handsome. Yeah. No, I'm going to go with the gift again. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with that. I don't care about personal compliments on how I look. <laughs> At 1,000% the gift. Okay. Mm. Okay. Joanna, uh, 
based on what you already told us, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. go with the compliment. Yeah, me too. I gave myself away. It's a compliment. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. 100%. I don't think I've given you guys uh, any clues <laughs> no, because I not keep going back and forth. What do you guys think? No, you know what? You have yeah. given us clues. I'm going to say the compliment, but only if it's from your wife ah, and the gift. I see. If it's from I anyone else. Yeah. Okay. That seems to be a common. <laughs> I'm going to go across the board compliment. It, it's funny. I really had to think about this one um, because I think someone telling me that, it would be awkward. It'd be like a, oh, weird what do I say now but mm. I think it would stick with me longer than mm. the gift like mm. I would remember oh someone thinks I'm attractive more than oh I've got this really cool gift so I'm going with the compliment on this one I think it really matters who it is too <laughs> if we're talking <laughs> it's about like some like, creepy dude yeah, yeah. Jonathan <laughs> now you're gonna make me feel bad with what I was going to say <laughs> I was about to say if it's like a stranger that has no idea who you are like maybe it, sure. like, you, you leave and you're like Oh my gosh, Emily! You'll never guess what somebody said to me. She's like, "Who is it?" Like, like you're mad. Tell me. But if it was like, is. but if it was like Junior Basham, like, like Josh, you're looking fine. Today. I'd be a little like, "Why? Why are you saying this to me?" You know, I hadn't thought about it like that, but that's true. I could see that for sure. Well, again, on the episode today, we're going to be talking about the five love languages. If you are not familiar with what they are, the first two, which we already covered, and you are more than welcome to go ahead and check those out online, is uh, or the episode that we, we talked about the first two, um, is words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. We talked about that just now. And also quality time. Mm-hmm. Today, we're going to be looking at the last three. And the first one, uh, the third one, I should say, is gift giving, which Josh just got a big smile on his face because he's all about the gifts. Um, but I want to just start by talking to you guys. When's the last time that you got a gift that you really experienced some love from? Mm. And what was it? What was it? Hopefully you don't have to wait. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. My, uh, my sister Mary knows every time I'm having like a rough week. Mm. And so a lot of times she'll go out and get me like a little gift. Um, and so she got me some mixed nuts recently. Okay. And that was just a really great gift because I love mixed nuts. And also because I was having a, a busy, rough mm. week. And so I felt really loved by that. Oh, that's great. Uh, what's your favorite nut inside the mixed nuts? Oh, that's a hard one. It's the cashews. Though. Oh, I was going to say, that's not hard at all. It's the cashews. Yes. Yeah, Mary and I talk about this all the time, and we've both decided that it's cashews. Okay, fun fact, cashews aren't even nut. It actually comes what? from a fruit. Yeah, weird. And it's poisonous, and unless it gets, like, roasted or whatever, really? like, it can actually be poisonous. I may not have all the details on that perfect, <laughs> but I think for the most part, that is accurate. Yeah. Just for you, Josh? So, uh, I've been doing some like you know nerdy board game stuff with friends and stuff recording things for YouTube and there's this guy who's a lot more popular than we are who invited us to come and like mm-hmm. do some stuff with him and his love language is gifts as well and he and I like hit it off uh, just helping him with some of his videos and as I was leaving he just asked hey what are you and your wife into and I, mm-hmm. I told him a couple of the games that we liked and he made me leave just giving me like eight board games wow. saying hey take these home like try them out uh, and keep them don't, don't even worry about bringing them back wow. and I was blown away like obviously he has like a, um, tons of them that he's been given for free by companies sure. and stuff but it was just a huge like wow you're a really nice person that just met me and mm-hmm. I don't know I thought That's it was cool. a really, really nice awesome. thing do. do you like the gifts? Oh yeah, they're awesome. I mean like the games I should say. Oh, they're yeah. good uh, they're some better than others but yeah, yeah I really really mm-hmm. enjoyed them. 
Was one of them Monopoly? No, none of them were Monopoly. I know. I, I've been told that that's like one of your least favorite games. Yeah, unfortunately. Which is all right. That's all right. Um, so there are a couple of ways that we can actually show love through gift giving. And the first one is actually through material gifts. And I think that's one that most people think of naturally. Mm-hmm. These yeah. are things that you can buy, make, find, grow, build. These are material gifts. And one of the reasons why it's so meaningful is because you get to hold it in your hand and it's a actual physical reminder that someone was thinking of you. Yeah. Someone You can't give a gift without thinking about somebody. Right. And so you're holding it and you realize they care about me. Mm-hmm. When I was in high school, I had a friend who, he was uh, an age older than most of us in our grade. So he turned 18 before any of us mm-hmm. turned 18. And so I knew that was a big deal. Like that's when you're officially a man, you know, you're, you can leave the home and, and those things. So I decided to give him a gift and I didn't think it was uh, that big of a deal. Um, I got him a box of Swiss rolls, like those little Debbie Swiss rolls. <laughs> and then at lunchtime, I put two candles in it, lit it and had all of our friends like sing him happy birthday. Mm-hmm. What I was surprised about though was the next day I asked, hey, what was like the coolest gift that you got for your birthday? And with absolute sincerity, he said, it was your gift of the Swiss rolls. I was like, dude, there's no way. Like I spent like dollar fifty and like almost no time on that. But it was the meaning behind it that I actually thought about him, cared about him enough to do something for him. And so I'm just curious when it comes to when it comes to how people have uh, expressed their love, or I should say, how you have expressed your love through gift giving. What have, what has been some of the really good ones that you've been able to to do? Yeah. You want me to? Yeah, yeah. So this past Christmas uh, was the first Christmas without my grandma. She had passed Mm -hmm. away, and my grandpa's been having you know good days, bad days, uh, but it happened really close to Christmas. And one of the things I wanted to do was try to like come up with something that he could remember her through. Uh, And so I actually had seen like perfect timing. Had seen like a week before her funeral uh, a way of preserving flowers and resin. And so I took, like, you know how they give, like, flowers out to the family as the funeral's over. I took one of her yellow roses and put it in this little vase and poured epoxy uh, Mm -hmm. resin all over it. And it essentially turns it into this glass, like, casing that Mm -hmm. preserves it forever. And and, uh, that was probably far and beyond one of the more creative gifts I've given, Mm -hmm. which I really enjoyed being able to do that and it actually worked yeah i assume that was his christmas gift then uh it was one of a few that i got no that's a beautiful idea that's really powerful um for me it's actually a gift that i do every year for my mom for christmas i'll put together a photo calendar with pictures of her favorite flowers that she's grown or pictures of our farm Um, (laughs) and i actually work on it throughout the year because i'll go out and take pictures of the different spots on the farm that I know she likes, and then, um, you know, come Christmas time, I put them all together in a calendar, and that's her gift every year, and she, awesome. she absolutely loves it. So, so yeah. out of all the flowers, I know she is really into one of, what is day it? Daylilies. Daylilies. Day so lilies. how many how many daylilies, like, in the month? Does she <laughs> so get more many, than one? So many daylilies. Okay, <laughs> okay, so that's a, that's a repeating thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the second way that we can actually express gifts, and this is a unique one that I don't think most of us think about, but it's actually the gift of self. So you've got the material gifts that we naturally think of, and then we can also give the gift of self. Josh, I'm going to let you introduce this one. Yeah. A story, I think, that's actually in the Five Love Language book, but really, I think okay. it introduces it really well. Yeah, so it's the story of this 
guy, and, and he, I'm just going to read it. Uh, he says that when my mother died, my wife's supervisor said that she could have two hours off work for the funeral, but she needed to be back in the office for the afternoon. My wife told him that her husband needed her support that day, and she would need to be away the entire day. The supervisor replied, if you are gone all day, you may well lose your job, which seems harsh. Yeah. Uh, but my wife said, my husband is more important than my job. She spent the day with me, and somehow that day I felt more loved by her than ever before. I'll never forget what she did. Let's unpack this one a little bit. How is this a gift of self, and why is it so meaningful for this individual to have his wife do what she did? What do you guys think? I think that there's an important clarifier. and we're, The next one we're going to talk about is acts of service. Spoiler. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a difference, especially to, to me, between the two. Uh, because one is like you're actually helping them accomplish something, but another is you're arriving, and, and often gifts in general are this way, and so it can apply to yourself. You're arriving or a gift is arriving at a time when it's needed most. Mm. Um, and I think some of my most important gifts that I've ever been given are, are these. Uh, like my dad showing up whenever I was preaching my first funeral, and I was terrified. Mm. He took off the day of his day of work to be there with me with people that he'd never seen before or met before. Uh, and, and stuff like that, uh, where the person isn't necessarily doing anything, they're just being there. Yeah. And that that is in and of itself helping, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and then I think there's also that element of sacrifice, because mm-hmm. every time you're giving a gift, um, there's an understanding that you sacrifice something to provide this gift. And, um, you know, in the story, for, for her to actually put her job on the line yeah. is a big, big Huge. deal. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that you matter way more than a job, I mean, that speaks volumes. And so, yeah, I think you guys hit it. That's really mm-hmm. good. So here's the challenge. Here's the challenge for you guys. Gift giving may not be your primary love language. You may have a hard time expressing it to others. But just like Josh, there are people in your life who they need to actually experience your love this way. And so the challenge would be this week, this month, find at least one person in your life that you can express some love to by giving a gift, whether that's that material gift that we talked about or simply the gift of self. That's the challenge that we have for you. Uh, There is a fourth love language though. The fourth love language is, as Josh already told us, acts of service. Now, when we say acts of service, I think we generally have an idea of what that is. But again, what are we talking about when we're talking about acts of service? Um, I would say that it's something it's beyond just giving of yourself it's giving of a lot of things it's giving of yourself your time towards a specific goal that this person needs yeah so something that needs to get done or they simply want it to get done yeah yeah. and you can actually do it yeah uh did you have anything to add there no josh covered it (laughs) yeah so again uh acts of service how about you guys when you were finding yourself expressing that love language, who is it typically going to, and what are you doing? Mm-hmm. So do you, do you? I can go first. Okay, yeah. um, so for me, it's usually um, like the small things that I know, and it's often towards my family. Yeah. Let me clarify that. Yeah. So with my family, it's often small things that I know will mean a lot to them or that will make life easier for them. Um, so for instance, I try at least once a week to cook dinner for the entire family and just to get us all sitting around the table. And I know that that's an act that means, um, that we get to spend time together. And so what are you going to be cooking this week? 
Oh goodness! Well, I I cooked dinner last week, so uh, like like on Friday. Now you so, did say once a once week. Once a week. So, <laughs> so this this week I don't have it planned yet. Okay, but, but you will be doing it. I will be doing it. Yeah. What are you thinking it's gonna be? Oh goodness! Throw me under the bus like that. <laughs> Probably some kind of meat and then some okay. kind of vegetable. It's pretty simple. Okay, <laughs> meat and vegetable. Simple. Would that be like chicken, beef? What are we talking about? I go to, I do I do cook chicken a lot. So okay. maybe like chicken parmesan or okay. something mm. like that. That sounds tasty. Yeah. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Sorry, I totally cut you off. You <laughs> no, were gonna add. It's fine. And then I also like to do things that make their lives easier. And so mm. Mary and David both leave the house pretty early to get to work. So I'll go out and defrost their cars for them and get wow. them warmed up and stuff and um, I know that that just makes it a little easier for them to roll out. That's Do awesome. they know that you're doing it or by the time they get out there it's like oh man Joanna strikes again serving us so well. It's, usually they know that I'm doing it okay. because they take their keys weird places and so I have to go to them and say Mary where, where are, your are your card keys? <laughs> so they usually figure it out. But mm. That's really sweet. I like That's that awesome. idea. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely being proactive for sure. Yeah, for me, it would be my wife, uh, and I would say cleaning the house uh, is a huge one that she loves, like, you know, uh, she'll mention maybe, hey, uh, we probably need to clean the house at some point, and I'll just take that as, I'm going to do it before you get home, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll like, something like that, or um, cooking a yummy meal that I know she's going to like, that mm-hmm. she knows that necessi- not necessarily I'm mm-hmm. going to enjoy as much as she will, um, uh, and stuff like that. Uh, I think bigger like broader ones uh that uh we can talk about uh that i think mean more to her and also mean more to me in the long run are emergency ones so like uh you know that sometimes i'll come into your office and be like hey emily forgot this thing so i'm gonna run home and grab it for her and go to the school and run it to her like things like that i think are acts of service in my mind uh that are big for me as well. Yeah. yeah. And it sounds like Emily needs to step it up and remember <laughs> her stuff before she leaves. No, it, it's, it's the same. She gets calls on Sunday mornings saying, hey, I forgot this thing. Oh, Can yeah. you please run it to me? For sure. Yeah. One of the things that I notice with acts of service, and this is not you know every single time, but if you have to be asked, that's meaningful, but mm. when you're able to step in, and meet a need or a want without being asked, it just takes it up a whole nother mm-hmm. level. Absolutely. My kids, I could probably ask them to do almost any project and they'll be like, okay, sure, dad. But when they see something that needs to get done or they know that mom likes that being done mm-hmm. and they just do it without being asked, oh my goodness, there's a whole nother level yeah. of excitement with that. So I would encourage even as you guys are thinking through this to do those things as well. Don't just wait to be asked to do it, but think, be, be proactive, kind of like Joanna. I mean, <laughs> what, 7.30 in the morning, scraping off a windshield, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, how about on the other hand, uh, when have you felt most loved through acts of service? I'll, I'll take it first. I, I would, I've mentioned him a lot in this, and I'm realizing a pattern in my life uh, is that my dad has stepped up, and I mentioned the emergency thing. Just growing up, I knew that if I was in a bind, I didn't even really have to think about it. I, I called him, he would show up, and mm-hmm. he, would, he would help with this specific thing, whether it's the uh, like an emergency, like I was in my first wreck, and I had no idea what to do, and I called him, and he, he could have just talked me through it, but he yeah. decided, no, 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 I'm already on my way to work, I'll just turn around and I'll come and help you. Mm-hmm. Um, like, stuff like that yeah. is, is huge to me, I think. Uh, tells me that their time matters less to them than, than yeah. what I'm going through. That's good. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. 
absolutely. For me, it's kind of those small things again, um, like my family noticing a, a pattern in my life and choosing to help me out with it. Like my mom, um, on mornings when I had school, she would occasionally get up and like fix me breakfast. So one morning she got up at like 5.30 and fixed me an omelet before I left for my classes at Asbury. And so that was a really big deal to me. And then my dad is constantly checking my oil and keeping mm. my car running for me, which I know is of like it's a big way that he expresses his love and so it means so much to me to know that they care enough about me to find little ways to yeah. to invest in me and to make me feel loved yeah no tony tony and your mom both i mean they're constantly doing that yeah. Yeah. around yeah. here as well that's huge well the challenge when it comes to this love language is to be proactive to show that initiative don't just wait to be asked look see what needs to be done know what you know, people uh, have to have done and step in and actually meet that need through an Absolutely. act of service. There is a fifth love language, and this is the last love language, and it's physical touch, physical touch. All right, so I take this one for granted. Uh, I take it for granted because I always seem to have it. I have a large family for boys, not as large as yours, <laughs> but it, you get, you know, growing up in a large family, you're getting physical touch even when you don't want physical touch, <laughs> especially so with boys. I mean, they're just rough play in the whole deal. However, this year, particularly as I talk to friends and extended family, mm. I've talked with so many who they will actually go weeks, sometimes months mm. without meaningful physical touch. Mm. And they even express how when they finally do receive that, it's like a cold glass of water after a long, hot, exhausting workout. Mm -hmm. They needed it and they didn't even realize they needed it so much. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask you guys, how have you been able to, particularly this year, been able to continue to express physical touch in a way that isn't going to spread a virus, mm -hmm. isn't going to have people look at you like, hey, social distance. Like, mm -hmm. what, what have you guys found to work? I mean, the obvious answer is family. Mm -hmm. You're able to do that around. But uh, with students and stuff, I know some of them like badly want to just interact in some way, and they might not have gotten that anywhere else. And so, like the the common one I've seen is the elbows. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, another one is just like a fist bump. And if, if a student comes up to me and is like high five, like I'm gonna do it. Yeah. I'll just go Jermex like right <laughs> after. I'm I'm pretty like careful about that, yeah. but. Uh, yeah, uh, I would say, I don't know, I'm interested to hear what you have, because I know little kids badly just want to give hugs mm -hmm. and yeah. be, be, have that physical touch. But. No, yeah, I, and I'm kind of like you with the little kids. Um, if, if they come to me for a hug, then I'm not going to turn them away, mm -hmm. and so I'll just give them a hug. And you know it works because we're usually on different levels anyway, so it's, <laughs> it's not like, uh, you know, we're, I'm breathing in their face or anything. Mm -hmm. So just, you know, letting that kid get the the physical touch that I know they need um and then really uh with finding safe ways a lot of times you know you can do like an arm touch or like a pat on the shoulder and that's mm. pretty safe but then I've also found that this year I've really been um changing the way I do body language some okay. and because it's it's not physical touch, but it's that physical presence because there's some people that, you know, they're not comfortable being touched and um, they're, you, like, you don't want to do that. It's not a situation where you can do sure. that. And so 
I've found ways to like enhance my body language almost to let them know that I'm very physically there for them, whether mm-hmm. that's, you know, nodding more or making sure that my body's like angled towards them. Dancing in front. Dancing in front. Anyway. That's all good. <laughs> yeah, just ways to show them like I am physically present for you. Yeah. Mm. No, that's that's interesting. I hadn't even thought about the non touching but no, I don't think that's really how it should be articulated, but you get what I'm saying. I was reading a book uh, a couple years ago and I tried to find it and I couldn't, but in the book, it was a business book. It was meant um, just to kind of explore how to do business well, but they were talking about a study that was done for sales individuals. And the study indicated that a salesperson who engages with a potential client in a, uh, and engages some sort of physical touch with them in an mm-hmm. appropriate way, the percentage of them actually getting the deal, having that person buy the product or service, just skyrockets. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't remember the exact percentage. I tried to look for it, but I remember even when I was reading it, I was shocked to see that percentage go so high. And what is that telling us? It's telling us that we need these things. We need that physical touch. Mm-hmm. But... Out of all the five love languages, this one probably has the greatest potential of being misunderstood Hmm. or misinterpreted. Hmm. And so I want to just ask you guys, how have you found ways to put some guardrails and some boundaries around your physical touch so that it still says, I love you, but it's not misunderstood? Hmm. I think for me, uh, this is really important working with kids because you always have to make sure that, you know, they're comfortable with any kind of physical touch. And so... Waiting until I know a person well enough Mm. to know what level of comfort they have with it. And then also allowing them to initiate sometimes. Like with with kids, like I said, if they come for a hug, then I'm not going to be like, (laughs) no, go away. Um, And so I would say knowing the person and knowing their boundaries. And then also um, using non-threatening physical touch, like a high five or a fist bump or things like that that are pretty socially accepted as non-threatening yeah yeah so you know as as a single woman you don't do a lot of winking and then like you know hugging passionately (laughs) with just random strangers that's not that's not part of your mo funnily enough it's not (laughs) no that's good that's good i would not recommend doing that I, i would say that um you know you become more and more aware of this as you get older because as a kid like you can hug everybody and everybody's just like oh well like let's innocent and fine but like the older I got the more I realized I need to be conscious of this I need to be careful and especially as a man like you you want to like even just your presence in a in a place for too long can become creepy Mm -hmm. you know and so trying to remember you know what would I think if I were this person what would I believe he is his intention intentions I guess in this situation um and I've found that it's a thousand times easier being married <laughs> than yeah. not, because mm-hmm. um, uh, you know there's a lot more ways that you know. Well, maybe he's flirting with me. Maybe like yeah. and and I've found that um, specifically specifically with me because I love to give hugs to people. Um, if I want to do that in a way that isn't going to be pulled as Josh is flirting with <laughs> me, uh, I need to be sure and be loving to my wife at all mm-hmm. times. If she's there, it's a perfect opportunity for somebody not to maybe take that the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Or if she isn't, maybe mentioning her and saying, hey, she she misses you too. Or like, right. you know, bringing her into that. Um, and, and also just making it publicly known 
uh, at all times that I love my wife. And so, like, with you, I would never see you in a situation and think Jonathan is being creepy with this girl because I know how much you you love Dana. And and, and knowing if I do that, then Mm -hmm. people are hopefully never going to take it that way. No, that's really good. That's really good. Yeah, when you're... that that is wonderful because people can't assume negative if you haven't given them negative to assume. Yes. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I know for me, this is a weird one, and I I did it with students, and it worked fairly well, but again, it comes down to knowing, knowing Mm -hmm. the people that you're working with, but I would give shoves quite often, (laughs) which sounds so weird, but particularly with teen boys, Mm. oh man, that was gold, because guys just naturally... and again, maybe I'm maybe I'm just painting with a broad brush, but from the women that I talk to, they don't necessarily get why men need to like roughhouse so much. It's like, what are you doing? But I'll just give a shove, and of course they'll shove me back, and it's like, oh, it's on now. <laughs> and so there's like this, you know, wrestle thing that's going on, but it's totally cool, and they actually really need it. It doesn't always work. I remember this time <laughs> oh, no. where I was walking to a Denny's with a group of students. And I, I gave this girl next to me just a quick shove, like, hey, you know. And she tripped, <laughs> fell into another student. That student fell into a bush with pricky, uh, you know, like prickles and starts crying. It's like, oh, my gosh, why did I try this on a girl? This clearly, clearly doesn't work at all. But uh, I don't know, just a silly way to still show physical touch without being weird about it. Anyway, you can try that one. You guys, you guys try it. Or I'm going to go home and shove my weird. sister. <laughs> <laughs> she, David might like it. Seriously, do it do it with David. I bet you he'll be like, yeah, Joanna, it's on. Okay. I'll try it. Actually, knowing your sister, she's she, she might want to be true. I was going to say, I was like, I think that I do that to Mary and Jake, especially. Like, I'll walk by, because they do it to me. Right, <laughs> like, right. Sure, one of them. stuff. If I can. Yeah. That's good stuff. Um, I would I wouldn't want to encourage. This is just for married couples right now. Uh, married couples, particularly you husbands, when it comes to this whole physical touch thing, it's okay to engage non-sexual physical touch. <laughs> like a kiss can just be a kiss. A back rub can just be a back rub. A hug can just be a hug. That's a good thing for your wife just to receive that type of love, particularly if her love language is physical touch. Now, uh, just a little tip to wives. If you're okay with it going a little bit further, I think I can speak for most husbands. That's cool too. So <laughs> I'm just throwing that one out there. All right, I'm going to kind of share one last little story, give a little challenge, allow you guys to share any last thoughts. But I heard a, a story a number of years ago, this was a youth pastor I know, um, and it was just, when I heard it, it was like, oh wow, we, we can't forget this love language, no matter what our society is saying, you know, it's appropriate and it's not appropriate. Uh, but he was going through uh, the halls of his youth group um, this Wednesday night, and he knows this one girl, and she'd always been a little distant, kind of unpopular, and just noticed that she was didn't seem quite right, and so he just engaged her in conversation. At the end of the conversation, he just felt like it's probably okay, it's probably appropriate to give her a hug. And so he gave her a hug, and it was awkward, it was weird, and he walked away like, I don't know, I tried. Um, A year and a half later though, he's at a senior banquet. She's one of the graduates of of the youth uh, program, and they're going around, they're just sharing the most meaningful things that happened while they were a part of the youth ministry. And sure enough, this girl stands up and she says, the most meaningful thing that ever happened was when you came up and you gave me a hug. It just made me feel like I belonged, that I was seen, I was wanted. And again, that just stresses to me that we can't ignore this one. Uh, the challenge though, the challenge will be for you to think creatively, particularly mm-hmm. in a season where we're not really supposed to be touching. 
the greater challenge that we have for all of you is now that you know all five love languages, try to identify what your primary love language is. You can communicate to other people once you figure it out and they can start expressing that love to you. And those people that are really important to you identify what theirs is and speak it as often mm -hmm. as possible. Mm -hmm. In our last episode, I mentioned one really great way of trying to figure out and diagnose what your love language is, is to actually see what would be most painful if it was used against you. Mm -hmm. So for example, if it would be so painful if a group of friends went on a trip without you, well, quite possibly quality time is really high on your list. If someone slapped you as opposed to hugging you and that would just rip you apart, well, physical touch might be your primary. Mm -hmm. If someone criticizes you rather than compliments you, if someone forgets a birthday and doesn't give you a gift, again, these are all really great indicators that, well, if that's how painful it would be if it was used against me, well then quite possibly that is my primary love language. Any last thoughts, guys, as we wrap things up? No, I'm, I love this series, and hopefully you guys have too. If you enjoy stuff like this, where it's like a two-part thing that we can discuss more things like this, please let us know, because we're always looking for, for tips and stuff like that. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think you said it all when you said do it, and do it often. Just continue to speak those people's love languages and make sure that they feel loved at all times. So we're going to speak some words of love to you guys. We love you, and we love that you are listening and watching and a part of this. Share it with us uh, that you think would enjoy this. Until the next time, God bless. See you. What's the time? Probably oh, over. That one was a little bit long. Yeah, I, I okay. could feel it, but it was like, nah, <laughs> we'll go.